looking pretty, but my mom think I'm handsome. All right. Welcome. Unnamed podcast. This is the first episode. Uh, I'll try to think of some name that's clever and funny and enticing. My name is Alex Tanton. Um, I'm 26. I live in Charleston, South Carolina. I have two dogs. They're two little Chihuahua mixes that we got from a rescue. And uh, I love them to death. I'm also married. Uh, throw that in there. Um, but the reason I'm starting this podcast is because I thought it would be fun. Literally no one could listen. And that would be okay with me. I just, it was something to do. I have a wide range of things I like to talk about or want to talk about. Um, so... Eventually, I hope to narrow down to a few subjects that I care more about, but I just felt like talking, but I didn't have anyone to talk to, so I figured I'd start doing this instead. And so I wrote down a couple of things that I wanted to complain about and or talk about. One of them, the first one is going to be hard for some people to relate to, if there's anyone listening, um, but in this, this game called League of Legends, um, there's a there's a game mode. Uh, the, the the specifics are not important. It's the uh, the, the idea of it. You're playing. A, let's just say you're playing a game and you're gonna lose, right? Like there's no chance. I mean, there might be a small chance, but compared to the amount of time that it would take to fight back and try to win the game, versus just forfeiting and get on to the next one, um, it doesn't seem to make sense. But time after time, people will want to play it out and just watch themselves lose. And when I decided I don't want to do that and I quit, I leave, and it's not like I, I, I quit and they, it's like, oh, well, now we can't win. We were not going to win in the first place. So I quit, and then, of course, I get penalized. So now anytime I queue up for a game, cues, which I just think is ridiculous. I just, like, I, I don't understand people who... I mean, I know they're playing it for fun, but how much fun can you really be having if you're just getting beat down, right? It's not like it was a close, like, uh, down-to-the-wire thing. That, that, I understand. I would play it out, try my hardest. But if we're just getting smacked down, why, why keep playing? I don't understand that. Move on and start a new game and see if it goes better. So that's... That was on my mind just now, and that's what motivated me to start talking about, or at least start this podcast thing. And I also just bought a mic recently. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about are my dogs. I don't know. I'll have to do something, I guess, after I'm done recording, because uh, our youngest dog is chewing something on the couch, so I'm not sure if the mic is picking it up. Uh, so I might have to do something to remove it, or I'll just leave it. I don't know. Um, uh, my dogs are awesome. And recently I watched a video uh, where some guy uh, who, I've, I think he's cool. I th his name is Will Witt, uh, if you know who that is. He's a younger college guy. Um, but he made, he made some comment about... Uh, some soft serve guy who had a chihuahua as a dog. And as an owner of two part chihuahua rescues, I took offense because just be, you know, just because they're chihuahuas, you know, doesn't mean a 
they're bad dogs, and B, that I'm soft serve beta male little man, right? Um, they're awesome dogs. They're unique. They have very different personalities. Um, and I don't think that's a, I haven't really Googled it a, a ton, but, and I'm not sure how you would research it, but uh, how these personalities develop over time, because we, we got each of them as they were puppies. Um, like as soon as they were allowed to be taken home, we got them. So, you know, there obviously would be differences between the two, but not a whole lot. Um, but they have very different personalities. So it's interesting that, that dogs, you know, they, you think of just dumb dogs. They are a lot more complicated than you think, um, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, like, for example, Stanley <laughs> is bothering me right now. And uh, he just will want to snuggle you. He wants to be with you. He wants to spend time with you, uh, and he wants to play. Uh, that's what he likes to do. He just turned one, so obviously that makes sense. And then there's Toby, who is three um, and acts like he's you know 15 years old, you know, in human years, but in dog years, you know, he's, he's he acts like he's 110, um, and he's a huge diva. Um, but I love him to death. Uh, it's it's one of those things where I. You know, I don't know for certain, but I think they know that I, I'm bluffing. Like, I'll say something, I'll threaten some sort of punishment. I'm not going to do it, you know. I'm, I'm going to, um, <clears throat> like, for example, I, I, you know, Stanley will come right in after going to the bathroom outside, and Toby just kind of, like, piddles around. And I'll be like, Toby, come here. Toby, come here. And I'll get mad. And... But I'm not going to do anything about it. <laughs> I'm just going to wait until he comes in. Uh, he, he has control over, <laughs> over me. And I think he knows it a little bit. So that's kind of my fault. Um, but it's not that big a deal. It's, they're they're, they're uh, really well behaved for how young they are. Um, I do wish we could go on walks more. Stanley is, uh, is getting a little chunky. He has a, it's, he has a weird body shape. He's definitely part chihuahua, but... The rest of them is really unknown, um, but he will eat anything as fast as he can, where Toby will not eat all day until dinner. So, again, another huge difference. So what we started to do is reduce the portions for Stanley and not give him a full like lunch in the middle of the day, you know? Hopefully that'll help. It's not like he's fat, you know, or, or obese, gross-looking, sausage-like. He's just a little chunky, you know what I mean? If you think of a little chunky dog, that's what he looks like. So that's my little rant about the dogs, and uh, I'll probably talk about them a lot. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is, uh, I guess, more political, um, which is just part of human life now. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm old enough to remember, or young enough to remember, however the saying goes, where there was, there was a time in life where not everything was political. There was a time and place for politics and, and discussing what side you're on and policies and whatever. Um, but nowadays, it's inundated in practically every aspect of your life. 
right? Um, I mean, at football, NFL football games, you're reminded. NBA games, you're reminded of things. Um, it, it's, it's all over the place. Every time you go to the grocery store, there's something there. Um, <clears throat> it's on TV all the time. Someone's getting canceled every day, probably. And then something that you, you would think would not be political, like some sort of health crisis or a pandemic. You know what I mean? Something that you think, maybe, let's not make this political, all right? Let's work together, figure this out, and find the best solution. No, we uh, have to think exact opposite. Um, and so for, for, for me, I'll say, I'll say this, and I'll try to make it sense. I'm not one of those people who's like, uh, there's a secret Bill Gates chip in the vaccine that will control my mind, read my thoughts, and uh, whatever. Uh, I'm not that, I, I, I'm not, I definitely do believe that the vaccines work, especially if you're an at-risk person. So if you're someone over the age of like 60, 65, or if you have a pre-existing condition, um, definitely get the vaccine. I think it's worth the, the risk. Um, and, and when I say risk, it's because, um, I, this is the fastest that in human history where a, a disease has been discovered and then a vaccine has been created and that without like the proper like hoops that normal vaccines jump through. And so it works for the most part, you know, it, there, there are still breakthrough cases, you know, amongst 160 million people who have gotten vaccinated in, in the United States. But, uh, there, the hospitalizations of those people are very, very low. Um, the symptoms and how bad it is for them, it's very low. It's, it's, I mean, it's very tolerable. Um, so definitely, I, I am pro-vaccine, and I am of the belief that it's your own choice, right? But that brings us to what I want to talk about is if, and this has been starting to circulate in you know, as school starts, it just so happens that this starts to come up as school is starting up. Um, that even if you're ma if you're if if you're vaccinated, you have to wear a mask. Which, uh, what is the incentive? Not only do you have to wear a mask, you have to social distance. We basically have to go back to lockdown, right? So, what is the benefit of getting the vaccine, right? For me. There is a benefit for people at risk and the elderly, but I don't have a pre-existing condition. I am relatively healthy. Um, so I don't want to be the beta tester for any of these vaccines because I don't know what they're going to do in one, two, three, five, ten 10 years. Um, so I'm cool with just sticking it out. And the, the idea is that if everyone is vaccinated, it won't be that big a deal. And the, the major thing I think that's missed a lot is people will talk about upticks in cases, right? Uh, in different places like LA or New York or wherever. And uh, if you really look at the seven day rolling average for, for deaths and for cases, I mean, and then you and you compare that to what it was a few months ago. 
It's not even close, you know? And so, you know, my question really is, what, at what point is the risk of COVID acceptable? Because polio, there's a, there's a vaccine for polio, but people still get polio. Not a lot, but they do. Um, so are, are we just gonna be wearing masks forever and social distancing and ha not having to be able to go inside ever? Because at some point, there's gonna have to be an acceptable amount, right? It's, it's just like the common cold or the flu. Um, when they talk about the Delta variant, right? The, the, the first was the alpha, right? We're going through the product. That's just how viruses work, right? And diseases mutate over time. That's why the, when you, there's a different flu shot every season because there are different variants. It's not just gonna go away. You're not gonna eradicate it. Um, I mean, even smallpox where they've considered it eradicated, there are still cases out there in the world that happen. So I think looking at that versus what the government wants to do in response to this just doesn't really add up. Uh, a little fishy, uh, especially because of, you know, school starts pretty soon. And uh, at, at the beginning of the summer, um, the head of the teachers union was all for opening schools back up all the way. Joe Biden said, we're going to open schools. Now it's, we're going to try. Um, and now it's, no, if you're under the age of 12, you don't have to wear a mask, but now you, you're, going, you're going to have to. So it, there's, there's a lot of stuff going around that just doesn't make any sense. And um, I just don't understand it. And it's political. You can't, I can't say those things or have those thoughts or opinions or, or any of those. <clears throat> I can't say any of those things without it coming off as like, okay, well, clearly you're coming from a conservative point of view, not from the left. Uh, I'm not. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to come from it from a perspective of, uh, I guess, a libertarian point of view, right? People who, who when they get when they hear the CDC or Joe Biden or whoever say you have to mask up outside and social distance and all that stuff, and then they just go along with it, um, I don't think that's the way to live life. You should probably demand some evidence, ask some questions, do your own research, right? Don't just read the headline. It says, ooh, so many new rise in cases. They don't tell you the number or anything. They won't give you the perspective of what it's like. But I don't know. I just think if they really are going to federally mandate masks again, it's going to be pretty wild. I think it's going to be, um, I don't know. I don't know how severe it'll be because I know there are, there's going to be lots of states that are not going to follow that. So I'm not sure what's going to happen. <clears throat> and along those same lines, if, if it's not just, because they're not just talking about masks, they're talking about shutdowns, they're, you know, not going out anymore, just like it was 
a year, year and a half ago. Um, so if the economy then shuts down again, how is the Biden administration going to pay for a $4 trillion infrastructure bill without a functioning economy? If there are people who are unemployed and not working, they're not making income, which means you're not collecting income tax, which means you're not getting very much money. A lot of the federal government's revenue is income tax. So I don't know where that money is going to come from. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not sure that anyone really cares. But yeah, that's, I just was, uh, I don't want to wear a mask. I don't think it matters. I think at this, at this point with the vaccines and everything, you can get it for free. You just go and get it if you're so worried about it. Um, I don't know. I just, next thing I'm going to do, uh, because I don't, this is kind of spur of the moment, so I don't have a lot of topics to talk about. Um, and I, I, I don't, I don't want to talk about a lot of political things. I'm trying to talk about some philosophical things, maybe some religious, I don't know, just certain happenings around the world, and then my thoughts on them. But I know politics can be very divisive, so I hope, hopefully it comes off and is received as not divisive in any way. It's just my opinion, you know? Um, I've watched plenty of clips online where a, you know someone's giving a speech and they take questions and the person who's asking the question is being very rude and disrespectful and and asking the question in in a, in a very mean and rude way and it's like how does that really accomplish anything right other than making yourself feel good because you're being mean to the person you don't like i mean i, I want to get to a place uh, and I, I've had conversations with friends where they don't agree with me and I don't agree with them. And that's totally fine. I'm still friends with them. Like that doesn't, it, <laughs> there's more to a person to, than who they vote for. So hopefully uh, when I talk about politics and I, I am somewhat passionate about um, political philosophy and and in different policies and the effectiveness of it and in in history too um hopefully uh, people aren't um turned off by that and are willing to hear me out uh give me because i i like to think that i am well-rounded i try not to live in an echo chamber it's very easy on social media on twitter and facebook because they're just going to recommend things you like same thing with youtube um, so I'll try to go out of my way to watch and read articles to try to understand. So, but what I'm going to do next, which I thought would be cool or funny or not uninteresting or terrible was just go through my Twitter feed and kind of, I don't know, just react to things. Oh, perfect thing to talk about is. Uh, NBA. I, I love sports. And when I say sports, I mean legit sports. I'm not talking about baseball. I'm not talking about hockey. I'm talking about football and basketball at the collegiate level and at the professional level. That's what I'm talking about. And so we're in the dead period when it comes to those sports, right? The NBA finals just ended. 
Uh, obviously, the Super Bowl was like in February. So at least we have you know a few more weeks until the preseason, so that's not too bad. Um, I will say uh, I am a Florida State University fan. Um, it's been hard the last couple of years to be a fan, and because uh, I used to you know I used to know every player's name, you know their jersey number, all that stuff. Now it's 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 hard. You know life gets in the way, but it's also it's like <laughs> when your team sucks. It, it, there's not a lot of motivation there. So maybe I am kind of a bandwagon guy, but I, I always, I always root for Florida State. I'll always, uh, and I'm also, also always happy when Florida State guys get drafted either in the NBA draft, uh, like I think last night, you know, Scotty Barnes going to the NFL draft where, um, but I saw, I think it was maybe yesterday or the day before um, for the Chargers. I want, oh, uh, he had a really good end. It's Cam Akers. Finally, it came to me. I was a fan of Cam Akers. I remember when I think I think Jimbo recruited him before he left, and he was he's from Mississippi. He was I think going to go to Mississippi State, or at least Ole Miss. I can't remember which one. Um, but we flipped him. He was a five-star running back. Came to Florida State. Was a beast. He's awesome. Uh, I would say not as good as Dalvin Cook. When I watch highlights of Dalvin Cook, you know, in college, I still get goosebumps. That guy, um, and he is an animal in the NFL. But Cam Akers, you know, tearing his Achilles, that really sucks, man. You know, this was supposed to be his year, you know, and to not be able to be out there and compete really sucks. And I feel bad for him. But, you know, based off the... I guess, medical technology advances that we've had. I mean, Kevin Durant tore his Achilles, and uh, I, when he was playing in the playoffs game seven against the Bucks, he played the whole game, put up a bajillion points, looked totally fine. So I don't know. Um, we'll see how his recovery goes. I know he's already out for the whole year, it's, um, but that really sucks for the Chargers, for the running back depth, and it just sucks for Cam because I really like him. More recent was the NBA draft. So I know Cade Cunningham went first, which, and then Scotty Barnes at four when people were saying should have been one of the Jalens or something. But I think Scotty's really good. Uh, he, I mean, you can see Patrick Williams from last year. Uh, Florida State makes good basketball players. I mean, Scotty Barnes didn't even start. He was a six man of the year. So um, it's kind of crazy. Um, I will say that, okay, so I'm looking at this ESPN article talking about the Russell Westbrook trade, and I'm, I'm facepalming because um, I don't know if it's, you know, LeBron James being the GM making these decisions or what, uh, but I think this is a lose-lose. I don't think, <laughs> I think both teams got worse, uh, maybe. <clears throat> maybe the Lakers might have stayed the same. Uh, but, the, I mean, the, the Wizards got nothing. Uh, but that makes sense because Russell Westbrook is way overpaid and, uh, and is really reliant on his athleticism, which is rapidly declining. But it says here the Wizards um, will get Kyle Kuzma, which he's a meme at this point, uh, He's he sucks, Montrez Harrell. Hey, I'm not gonna say nothing bad. I mean, I, he he he's decent. And then 
Contavious Caldwell Pope, who had a terrible playoffs. Um, and then the 22 pick. If you look at the stats on the, the odds of those picks turning out to even play minutes, uh, it was pretty low. Um, and then, then it says the Wizards are sending 2024 and 2028 second round picks to the Lakers. Wow, great. Um, so yeah, I don't think this really helps anybody. So Westbrook will join LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Co. And I have to say Enco because there's no one else. Who else is on the team? Um, and in terms of, you, they need to get shooters, I guess, uh, for like veteran minimum, something. I don't know. Because Anthony Davis uh, has like glass bones. Uh, LeBron James is 36. Um, so, I, I, Starting to catch up with them finally, and then uh, Russell Westbrook is uh, what, what's he going to do for you? How is he going to space the floor? The dude cannot shoot. I mean, it's kind of like Giannis when he takes a pull up three, that's a win on defense. Uh, I know you know it's Russell Westbrook, former MVP, you know, he average triple, triple double, and all that stuff, but like, I just don't think it makes them any better. Uh, really at all um the athletic here so last season he played 65 games he, he averaged 22 points 11 assists and 11 rebounds per game and surpassed oscar robertson because, which at this point uh triple doubles are kind of an empty stat um so i mean i mean it's impressive and i get it but he is under contract through 2023 with a player option in 2022, which he will accept because it's $47 million. So I don't know where other people are going to fit in. So I'm on basketball reference. I'm looking at their, their, their roster. They have Dennis Schroeder. They're going to trade him. Um, absolutely. You can count on that. Uh, this is not updated because... It still says Contavious Caldwell Pope and Montrezl Harrell. Wesley Matthews, he's gone. Kyle Kuzma gone. Alex Caruso, uh, unless he's going to take not very much money. Mark Gasol gone. And then these players you've never even heard of um, other than THT. Um, and then they have dead salary for Luol Deng for, the ne- for this year and next year. So uh, I don't know how they're going to fill out the roster with basically no money. Um, I mean, I know I just listed off all these players who are not going to be playing, but they, they're getting paid like 2.7 million, 2.5, 1.5 million. Like these are really low numbers. Um, at least they got, you know, CP or KCP off the books. Cause he's getting paid 12, 13, 14. That's way too much for what he was giving you. And then Dennis Schroeder laid an egg in the playoffs. He's not worth $16 million, but somebody will take him. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't know. I think they have, they have, I mean, they have space for, the, for, for next year. It's just, I don't know where they're going to get players. You know what I mean? Um, 
I mean, they're still paying Dion Waiters. Like, is he even in the league anymore? And then Andre Drummond. Uh, I know that he, that was a minimum or whatever. But that's what it's going to be. It's going to be, um, yeah, this says uh, they have almost $13 million in luxury tax space. So I don't know. Um, yeah, their current cap space is negative $62 million. So they need shooters. They need shooters. It's as simple as that. Um, so I, I don't have high hopes for the Lakers next year. I do have high hopes for the Denver Nuggets. I think Jamal coming back. I think Jokic coming off MVP season. He's going to get even better. I think they're going to be really good. And I think they, they still have Aaron Gordon. And uh, so they'll, they'll gel and they'll be good. Um, and I personally am kind of in between where the Nets are going to end up. Um, they're probably pretty upset with the, the injury luck. Um, but at the same time, I just get the vibe that Kyrie and Harden are soft. Uh, when I watched KD play game seven, he gave everything he had, man, everything. Um, and James Harden tweaked his hamstring or whatever. Like you have, you, you people will, are, are paid to like stretch you out before games. Why didn't you do that? And then Kyrie, I don't even like I had an ankle injury or something. When does he not have an ankle injury? Um, and they somehow, you know, made it to game seven. So I don't know. I think if they all come back healthy, they'll be real determined to get a championship because that was like the whole. Um, so, yeah, that that came up on my for sports stuff. I had high hopes for Kyle Kuzma, man. I really thought he was going to be pretty good. He's going to be a steal in the draft. Not not happening. And this says the Celtics are trade. This is a, from yesterday. They're, they're, the Celtics are trading Tristan Thompson for Chris Dunn. And I guess to, to get free up space, I'm not sure what the plan is. Um, obviously, that's a downgrade. I mean, Tristan Thompson, to me, he's going to be way better than Chris Dunn. Um, but... Something else uh, I want to talk about, um, and I think a lot of people can relate to this. Um, I, I'm, I don't know. There's a lot of people in America, right? I mean, there's 370. Not, it's, it's not like every one of them can be good, uh, but I don't know. I just feel like recently driving around i think i've experienced so many selfish drivers and i think it's just because of uh, my some some things that are happening i've had to travel during rush hour and that's when people are the most selfish and it just blows my mind because they must think in their head that their how quickly they can get to their destination is way more important than anyone else so driving super fast in the truck lane to to squeeze in at the last second to skip the line so there's a turning lane into across two lanes into another road and so there's people in the turn lane waiting there's cars coming some guy comes on the left lane the lane next to the turn lane goes up and around and turns in in front of everybody and then uh, near that same part, 
there's a, uh, an intersection that when you come up to it, the middle lane goes straight, the left lane goes left, and the right lane goes right. But every time it's busy or there's rush hour or whatever, every time people will wait. Like it's not a secret that that is a turn only lane. People will go all the way down to the end and then come to a stop and try to force their way in. And then the people who are actually there to turn right have to sit there and wait for the selfish person who thinks, you know, my, what I have to do, what I need to get done is way more important than anyone else around me. Like what's wrong with, uh, okay, I, I can't, I couldn't get over, right? I, I didn't want to cut anybody off. You know, I want to be safe. So I'm just going to deal with my consequences, my mistake, and I'll take a right and I'll turn around and I'll come back and then carry on. Same thing with missing your exit on the interstate. There's no reason to cross four lanes to make your exit. You, there, there are other ways to get there. You'll figure it out. Um, but it, it's like those people, uh, people that leave their shopping carts just out, just, they, they just leave it out on just in the middle of the parking lot uh, or they'll prop it up on like the little grass dividers as if there's not a, a place to put them. I mean, these are the kind of people who probably have the attitude of like, well, when they make a mess somewhere, it's like, well, it's the janitor's job. I'm like, yes, it is the janitor's job to clean up the mess, but like not a purposeful mess, not a, a mess that like could have been avoided, right? So I just, I just, I have a hard time understanding those people. And then I also think about if those, those people are acting that way, how are their parents, Right? Because I find it hard to believe that their parents are, you know, Mother Teresa and the Pope, while their kid is uh, an a-hole. So their parents have got to be extremely selfish. I mean, they learned it from somewhere. So, uh, you know, I don't know how anyone's ever going to break that chain, that cycle of selfishness, of uh, me, 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 me. Um, But I hate it. And I was watching a video the other day where uh, these two guys, you know, one guy um, believes in God, he's, he's, he's a Jew, and he's talking to an atheist. And it's a perfect example of two people who disagree on something but can talk about it and respect each other and be friends. And I love it. <clears throat> but he was asking the guy who's an atheist, he was like, don't you want there to be, like, retribution in the end for these people? <laughs> And I know it's a little extreme for just like skipping the line or leaving your shopping cart out, but even all the way up to the most extreme of evil people in, in history. Like, don't you want at some point there to be a final judgment? Otherwise, like, what's the point, you know? It, it just, it, they, people just get to be bad and, and there's nothing that's going to happen to them. So I just thought that was interesting. So I've talked about a lot of things, I guess. Uh, it's been 40, 40 minutes already from sports to a little bit of politics, nothing too crazy. Um, <clears throat> and then my dogs, stuff like that. I think next time I'll have a better plan, better like list of things I want to talk about. Um, and maybe I could try to convince someone to uh, 
do it with me so we can talk to each other, you know, bounce ideas. Because uh, I, I like to believe that I'm part and I'm involved in the current events and stuff like that. Um, but uh, I would love to get a different perspective. And I also think for the next little bit before we, we, we wrap up, just talking about uh, religion and, and God and specifically Judeo-Christian values and beliefs. Because, um, I mean, at the end of the day, it's the same God between Muslims, you know, Jews and Christians. Um, but, you know, what really, like, gets me going and gets me excited is, uh, is having, like, a rational explanation and a rational argument <clears throat> for the existence of some sort of intelligent design, the I'm always blown away by the different ways, all the ways people have come up with um, rational, logical things. Other than just saying, well, it's in the Bible, so it must be true. Outside of that, other ways of convincing people that there has to be something more than what is before. And to me, one of the, one of the biggest things that should be obvious, but isn't, is the idea of a a moral standard, a, a universal moral standard, right? Um, because generally, everyone knows that murder, rape, uh, killing children, uh, anything, genocide, all bad things, morally bad. But, but, but why? Why are they bad? Just because we think so? Because we don't like it? And so if you operate and you go through your life thinking that there isn't a supreme sort of standard, a moral compass, a moral standard that's set, that is ingrained in humans, then all it is is just people's opinions. Because what you may think is morally evil, I may think is great. And there's nothing you can really say about that. It's just... It's your opinion versus mine. And I also, I also love the uh, argument or the concept of fine-tuning, I think is what it's called, of the universe. Uh, how specific and how structured the universe is set up, how large it is, stuff like that. Um, to believe i mean we it's it's pretty much agreed upon in the sciences uh even though it's still theory that looking at the background radiation of the universe <clears throat> and looking at the expansion of the universe after hubble discovered that we can kind of reverse time all the way back and theoretically in math on paper it comes down to a single point um but no one knows what happened before then. I mean, people will say that nothing was there, um, but that's one part. But if this is an infinitely dense, hot point in, in nothingness, it's not even in space, it's, it's nothing, what would cause it to expand? You know what I mean? What would cause that to happen? So, and there's a lot of examples in that in science where it takes a lot of faith 
in the science that you're doing a lot more faith than it does to believe that there is a force, a supernatural force. I mean, we say he, we apply a gender or some sort of like human figure to God, but that's not really how it works. It's this uh, thing that cannot be comprehended at all and is outside of anything that we can call reality or time. So to say that, you know, I believe in this, 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 and this, uh, even though they have it's never been observed and it's just theories, um, you have to really have a lot of faith. Believe that you're, you're right, <laughs> which for all of human history, uh, science has gotten it wrong a lot, right? I mean, has there ever been a point in time where, you know, I mean, there's been wins, there's been progressive, you know, but there's also been where it's like, yep, yeah, that was wrong. We screwed up. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I just thought I'd end the, the podcast, I guess, with that thought because I just love talking about it. Um, I'll probably include more religious stuff if that's something that I feel comfortable doing. Um, but yeah, that's the end. I don't have anything else to talk about. It's Saturday. It's 2.55. Uh, just going to chill for the rest of the day and figure out how to edit this and um, post it somewhere. See if some, anyone listens. Uh, thanks for, for listening, if you are. Uh, again, my name is Alex Tan. You can find me on Twitter. I was one of the early adopters. because You can probably just search Alex Tanton. But at giraffe underscore dog. So I'm pretty proud of that. There's no numbers or anything. So it's at giraffe underscore dog. So if you want to DM me there, feel free. Or tweet at me or whatever. I'm all for it. So uh, thanks.